would pray every morning before I went to class. And one morning, I kept feeling myself get smaller and smaller. And so I got up because I was afraid. I said, I don't know what this is. So the next morning, I prayed, and it started again. And I said, I'm not going to give up. And I'm telling you, God was taking me up in his huge hands. And I get the, I said, oh, my God, you got some big hands. <laughs> and it was like weird. It was the weirdest thing. And I get to see the earth. He was taking me up in his hands. Hey, Hallelujah. And I get to see the earth, look down and see the earth. I said, oh. I said, oh, my God, that's all about. He's got the whole world in his hands. It is really Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now... He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's Bring Christmas bells, merrily ring, tell all the world Jesus is king. Loud people ring with one accord, round every tail, round the Lord. Ring Christmas bells, sound far and near, love for the young Jesus is here. Carol the news to old and young, tell it to all. God the Father's Christmas today on the Christian Car Guys show. So you might have recognized the, uh, Vicky from Charlotte's call last week on the Christian Car Guys show. We opened up with that because it God kind of called an audible on me this morning. Um, I thought I was going a particular way with that with the show today, but when I was praying this morning, I and I always do this in my prayer time. I asked Jesus specifically, what are you praying for me? And and what he told me this morning was, I'm praying that you will honor the Father. And I really had a direction. I thought I was going with the show, and we'll get some of that in there. But then I thought, wow, this what a what a wonderful devotional idea. That how does the how did the Father view Christmas? And what all was going on with that. And the, the way I can relate that possibly, there's two different things. One is my, my son had to have open chest surgery. His, his sternum had attached to his backbone when he was born. And, and so when he was, we had to wait till he was about nine and they had to open up his chest and take his sternum off his backbone. And I, and I can remember standing, you know, at the operating room doors as you would say goodbye to your son like your nine-year-old son, and he's going off to have this unbelievable surgery. And, and and can you imagine that father's heart as he's saying goodbye to Jesus on that Christmas morning, so to speak? However, that worked out that that he was that he was letting him go. And there was another way that I want to possibly think about that is that I I love to celebrate Passover seder's, and one of the ways that I do that is is a group of guys and I actually slaughter a Passover lamb specifically for the reason that we we want to get a feel of what all is involved in the actual sacrifice that, that God went through. And and every time, if you've ever held that knife, and I know this may sound weird, but it, it's so meaningful to me personally that I've held that knife and thought about what Abraham felt like that day when he had the knife and he had He'd probably slaughtered a number of sheep in his life, who knows how many, and now he's got the knife at his son's throat. And God, and this was on Mount Moriah, by the way, 
and so when you look at where Golgotha is, as opposed to where Mount Moriah actually is, you're, you're going to find that, oh my goodness, it's like at the same place. And oh my goodness, this sheep that ended up with the crown of thorns in its head, you know, it was, it was locked up in the thorns. You know, the father is painting a picture, not just for Isaac to go through, I mean, for Abraham and Isaac to go through this test. He, he was painting a picture of what the, what the father would experience at Christmas. So one of the themes of today's show <laughs> that I, that, you know, I just feel like, you know, God asked me to do this, like honor the father, because, you know, one of the big awakenings for me in the last 10 years were, really was when I had a good friend say, you do realize that Jesus is the way to the father. And I and I read this book. It was Communing with the Triune God by John Owen. It's a really, really old book. It's free on Google, hard to read. But the idea is how do I commune with God the Father versus God the Son versus God the Holy Spirit? And what does that feel like individually? And so as as we begin to get the feeling of what the Father was experiencing through the Christmas narrative and what all, it's different than what the Son possibly and, and the Holy Spirit, you know, you get those things. And so what I was wondering if you would devote with me this morning what God had asked me to do is how do you think we can honor the father in this season what would that what that might what that what could that possibly look like and so we would love for you to call at 866-348-7884-866-34 truth and this you know being a Christian car guy show I immediately thought you know we need to get everybody in one accord Right, <laughs> and that's more than way, one ways because you know it was interesting. When as I was thinking about this week on the show that I had planned all along, which you're gonna, we're going to get to some of that, is when God originally called me to do this show. I was a car dealer in Moxville, North Carolina. I was a Chrysler dealer, and you know it was really strange that He was asking me to do this, but He asked me very specifically, Robbie. I want you to get on the air and talk about what breaks your heart. And at the time I interpreted that meaning my heart's broken because people are going into crazy amounts of debt to buy cars. And I've sit through this every day and they're going into crazy car payments when they're trading in a perfectly good car and a perfectly good car. And that's what broke my heart back in those days. And, and, and every day I sat there, I, I, I experienced that. But this week I reevaluated it. I was like, well, that's what broke my heart, you know, 20 years ago when I started all that, or it was, I guess it's 14 years ago. What's breaking your heart now, Robbie? And when I really thought about it, what's breaking my heart actually right this very day is no longer that. What's breaking my heart now is that I see so many people that, I would love to see, including myself, get in a better relationship with God, that, that, that we would come real disciples, really seeking him, really living for him, really, you know, and so when I see, you know, whether it's my own children or my friends or whoever that is, what's breaking my heart is I want us all to be in a, in, in a closer relationship with God. So this kind of fits into, in my opinion, fits into what I think the Father would have for us, but... The thing that, that, that actually I was going to do the show on to, today that, that God showed me this week that is really, really cool is the way he laid out the story. And so if we think about the father for a minute, and, and he, he painted this picture so vividly 
throughout the Old Testament. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And one of the ways that I've discovered this week was through what is called the crimson worm. I bet you never heard of the crimson worm. But as it turns out that you, you may have heard the scarlet thread that goes through the Bible that they're talking about. Well, that scarlet thread is made as a result of this crimson worm. And the crimson, they would get the dye from this worm. And the way that they would get the dye in order to make the red thread that they actually made, you know, the curtains in the temple and the red thread that Rahab threw out the window, all those threads were made from this crimson worm. And this worm, as a female, would, when it began to reach a certain age where it could have babies, it would attach itself to a tree. And then it would begin to die. And as it, it would lay its eggs, it would turn this crimson red color but then the babies actually would then feed on their mother's decaying body and drink her blood, so to speak. And then they would also be stained red. And then, then as this happened, right, the tree would be stained red. And there's pictures of this, by the way, at ChristianCarGuy.com. So here's this crimson. And the ancients, they, they discovered a, a very expensive process to extract this red dye from the worm in order to you know, make this red that they used to make royal garments. And so when you read in Psalm 22, verse 6, Jesus is quoted, quoted that one on the cross when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, earlier in that Psalm, David said, I am a worm, but he's not just any worm. He's this particular, and when you look at the Hebrew in it, he's, he's calling out a particular worm, which happens to be this crimson worm. And it's really, really brings me hope because... When you begin to follow the thread that God is going to talk about, the very word for hope in the Bible is that takava. It, it has to do with this crimson. It has to do with this red. It has to do with how God the Father was going to send his son, to send his son just like I was standing at those hospital doors. He, he was going to send Jesus knowing that this crimson red hope would be there on your Christmas and my Christmas here in 2019. So we got all that coming up. We need your phone calls to tell us how you think we could honor the Father specifically in that relationship. Today on the Christian Car Guide, I would love, love, love to hear that. We've got lots of lines open. We, If you've got some other question or comment, you call us or maybe a different God encounter. 866 866- 348-7884 866-34-TRUTH So much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. the Father's Christmas today on the Christian Car Guys show. We'd love to hear your ideas on how we could honor the Father this Christmas. 866-348-7884. So you might have heard in the first segment about the crimson worm and how the, the, the very dye that was used to create the scarlet thread that's throughout the scriptures came from this worm that gave its life for its young. And they, the young kind of took communion with it there. You know how Jesus said we would eat his flesh and drink his blood. 
you know, it's kind of interesting that that, that that picture was painted by this very worm that would be used to dye the thread that went on, right, Perez's brother's ankle. <laughs> and later on, in the in the, the Rahab the prostitute would throw this cord out the window that would actually be dyed by this same worm and that Jesus would quote this worm. Well, you may wonder, Robbie, how do you find this stuff? Well, I often wonder how <laughs> God puts me on these destinations like, well, I was asking him for a word this week, like I often do in my prayer, besides what do you pray for me? Another thing I asked Jesus is for a word. And so he gave me the word hope. And so I went to look up the word hope. And the first place that I found it, the way that I wanted to find it was translated hope, was in the book of Ruth. It's actually in Ruth 1.12. And it says, turn again, daughters, and go your way. I'm too old to have a husband if I should say I have hope which actually she didn't have any hope at this point in time. She's sending Ruth and her, and her sister-in-law away. But she didn't have any hope. But when you look at that word hope, which is Strong's 8615, if you, which, by the way, if you go to christiancarguy.com, all this stuff, pictures of the crimson worm, pictures of the tree that it's on, all this stuff, it's all there, and it's beautiful, by the way. But if you look at that word hope in Hebrew, which is takava, it's like, oh my goodness, look at this word. This, this word means red cord. In other words, when Rahab threw the red cord out the window, guess what? <laughs> Same word, Takava. That's the first place you find it. It's like I said, H8615. And you know who uses that word more than anybody else, interestingly, was Job. It was talk about somebody who needed hope. And so the very word for hope, if you think about it, it, it means red cord. And, and, and if you look inside that word of the takava, that, that the first letter is a T, which is the tuv, which means it, like truth. But the, the kava part is the same word that you probably might be familiar with. It's in, it's in Isaiah 51. We're going to rise up like on wings of eagles. Those who what? Those who kava on the Lord. Those who, not the kava of hope, but the kava, just plain kava, the Lord, is that word in Isaiah 51. Now, where do you find that word first time in the Bible? You find it when, in Genesis 1, when God is gathering the waters together. And so this kava idea is a swirling, like, you know, if you picture how he would have gathered the waters together, it's almost like a water spout. Well, that's what a cord is. And so the whole, th <laughs> you know, the whole thing that God was painting this picture from my point of view was, oh my goodness, do you see how we twist into God when we have hope and we twist into the blood? I mean, if, if you're like me and you need to be, you know, shame-free and you're trying to get the accuser away from it, how do you do that? You cover yourself in his blood. Well, that cord is red, you see, and so... I don't know if you're like me, after I came across this, and, and as I began to study this crimson worm, which by the way, was right there in blue letter Bible under the word, you know, the, to Kava, there it was. It was like, it, this wasn't like some obscure thing, like Robbie found it in Wikipedia or something. This, this, I found this right there in blue letter Bible and it was right there under the word hope. And so, the, and, and then I found lots and lots and lots of articles on it, but, and a lot of people that were aware of it for years that when you think hope, there's a reason that Christmas is red. <laughs> there's a reason that it's all pictured in red and so many different things, which is just incredible to me.
But again, as we think back to that, this was all part of the father's plan as, as he as he thought, well, I got to send my son. And, and and I just think that that's that's part of the way that that Jesus would when I, you know, when he told me that this morning, I was like, of course, of course, because, you know, how many times did Jesus say it was the one who sent me? He was always pointing the glory back to his father. He was always pointing everybody back to his father because he and his father were one in that union. And that is the union that he wants to have with us. So again, if you have any comments, maybe you know something about this crimson word. Maybe you got another car thing that you need to talk to us about. We would love to have you call in 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So in this idea of how do we honor the Father, I spent a lot of time years ago trying to think about how I would commune with the father versus the son and those kind of things. And one of the things that became very clear to me as I really researched this through John Owen and other places is one of the places that we really can relate to a father is through obedience. (laughs) Right? I mean, if you're a father, you understand this concept like, oh yeah, it's great when your kids obey. Right? And, and, And so, you know, one of the first places you're going to find that whole concept, obviously, was when he began to command things in Exodus. But interestingly, on another place he took me this week is in Deuteronomy. And again, this has to do with being obedient. And and it was such a beautiful thing that, you know, I started to think about what would it mean to love the heart, Lord, all, all your, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength? And 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 you know that passage in Deuteronomy six, and I went and looked at it. But what you may not know is there is a very similar passage in Deuteronomy eleven, but it's significant. It says the same thing as far as the translation is, but it actually asks, says you're to love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. But interestingly, when you read that in Hebrew. It's got a bunch more letters on the word heart and a bunch more letters on the word soul. And so I was just like, what? Why is this so different? And what are they What are they really getting at? So when we get back, we'll answer that. We would love your comment on how you would think we could honor the Father this Christmas. I've got some Jesus labor love needs, prayer needs that we posted today. I want to share with you on that. But most of all, I would just love to hear your experience. Maybe you've had a God encounter this week. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. I would pray every morning before I went to class. And one morning, I kept feeling myself get smaller and smaller. And so I got up because I was afraid. I said, I don't know what this is. So the next morning, I prayed and it started again. And I said, I'm not going to give up. And I'm telling you, God was taking me up in his huge hands and I get the I was like oh my god you got some big hands <laughs> and it was like weird it was the weirdest thing and I get to see the earth he was taking me up in his hands hey, Hallelujah. and I get to see the earth look down and see the earth I said oh. I said oh my god it's all about he's got the whole world in his hands and he's really He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. In 
God the Father today on the Christian Car Guy Show. I'm so excited because we got callers. They're going to tell us about how we can honor our Father. Thinking about the Father heart this Christmas, um, just something to ponder, something to devote ourselves. We got some other stuff, Christian Car Guy stuff to get to here in a minute, but I want to hear these callers. So we got May is in Iowa this morning. May, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. When you asked that question, one of the first words that popped into my mind was obedience, because I thought of raising my own children, Mm. and the thing that really pleased me was when they were obedient to God's Word and mine, Um, and I would hope that to please God, um, my obedience to Him, I would hope would please Him, and I'm going to really work on that this um, holiday season. I don't like to say holiday. It's this beautiful passion season. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? It is a passion season <laughs> because you know they knew so much, the father and the son, when they when they set that up. And I I think that's absolutely beautiful, Maya. I I I'm right with you. I'm right with you. And it seems like yeah. you know one of the places that I I want most of all is for my own children. To, to find that place of obedience, to find that place of joy in the Father's hand, like we heard from Vicky a minute ago. Like, right. What, oh, yeah. What, like, wow, if my, that was one of my kids that experienced that, that, that's just amazing. Well, and if I look at the scriptures, it's one of the things that the Israelites had the most trouble with was obedience, and that's what I, I think hurt, you know, that must have really hurt God. And, um, I just think we, at this point in time, could really do him honor by being obedient to him and his word. I agree. God bless you. Thank you, May, so much for calling in today. I think you're exactly right. God bless. Thank you for listening. Mm, Bye bye. Uh huh. Mm, Bye bye. All right. I got Jeff is in South Carolina. Jeff, you're in. You're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. So tell me, what are, what are your thoughts on the subject of honoring God, the Father, this Christmas? Well, first of all, you know, I, I, what comes to my mind is holiness. Oh, wow. Yeah, holiness. And uh, I know that's, that's, that's going to be our theme for, for this coming, coming year, 2020, at our church, is uh, the pursuit of holiness. Affecting holiness. At, that is such a wonderful, wonderful. You know, John Eldridge wrote a book called The Utter Relief of Holiness. And I can just tell you, it's been my experience. When God grants us the grace in order to be able to get there, um, it, is, it is like, oh, my goodness, because that's where you get to see his face. That's that's where you you know you get to stand on the holy ground. You're exactly right, Jeff. That's a beautiful, beautiful way to 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 honor the Father through holiness. I love that. I'm gonna add that to my list of things of ways because I you know I don't actually have that on my list of of communing with the Father that way. But that's a beautiful, beautiful meditation. Thank you, Jeff. Amen. My pleasure. God bless. Bye bye. So. What are your thoughts? We would love to hear yours. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So speaking of obedience and holiness, you know, here we are in Deuteronomy 11, 
three, 13, and this is another place that God put me this week, and, and this is, to quote that verse exactly, it says, and it shall come to pass, if you, shall, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Well, as I was saying right before the break, the interesting thing is that when you look at that in Hebrew, there's more letters on heart. There, there's a mem that they've added to it, and there's more letters on soul that they've added there. And I really, it confused me because I didn't know how to translate it. I, didn't know, I was like, well, that I can see why they translated that word hard, and I can see why that nefesh, you know, heart is leb and nefesh is soul, and I can see that. But then what, what was up with these other letters? And I couldn't find anything through English commentators, so I went and looked at Rashi, who was a famous Hebrew commentator, that the Jews looked to him kind of as like the Matthew Henry of their <laughs> group. So now Rashi really gave me some insight, and that's the thing I love about him is he 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 would tell you what's going on with these letters. And what he said was, and the best way I could put this for for people that live in the South was that King James could have really used some Southern. Um, people that could translate the Bible for him (laughs) because what he was saying was to love the Lord your God with all y'all's heart. So you might've heard if you've been in the South here, people talk about all y'all. Well, it it wasn't just all of your heart. It was all y'all's heart. And and so it was like a great commission that he's talking about here. He, He wants everybody in one accord, you know, to quote the Christian car guy here, (laughs) he wants all y'all's heart and he wants all all y'all's soul. And the point there is is really getting back to the Great Commission, is, is to really share this. And so you may wonder why I picked that particular music there in our opening, where we're, you know, tell everyone, young and old, you know, you know, the whole deal is to get all the people that we possibly can to know what great news it is that we really are celebrating with all this red, what real hope we have, because... Of, of being able to have the the holiness that 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 we were just talking about and the and the obedience that we were just talking about I mean it's just absolutely fascinating so we have Nancy is in Chapel Hill North Carolina Nancy you're on the Christian car guys show hey. good morning good morning Robbie I am so glad you so, called oh I love calling <laughs> and I love uh, hearing you guys but you know I was wanting to respond to, you know, how to honor God right? and have him really number one in your heart. And, you know, whenever you really love somebody, you want to spend time with them and mm. you want to talk to them and listen <laughs> to them. And yeah, my now I'm going really ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yes. People don't spend enough time doing that. We rush through so much, you know? Oh and wow. That's really how I think. The more the more you put him first in your life by really letting him help decide things for you. Right. <laughs> and you just listen to him and you know, God was like they say, God was and Jesus was the first one to to um teach us mindfulness. But the mindfulness should be on him. That's beautiful, Nancy. Absolutely. You know, that, I mean, that's just, 
makes all the difference in the world in my life. And if, 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 if we could just through our enthusiasm, you know, like Vicki shared, you know, with her whole, you know, being in the God's hand experience, you know, it makes, you know, it makes me jealous. I want to experience that. And somehow or another, that enthusiasm, you could tell she was spending time with God and it, it, and it, 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 and it made a huge impact. So, and I know mm-hmm. I've seen that in you, you know, cause mm-hmm. I know that I know which Nancy this is. This is the Nancy goes to Peace Church in Durham. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, and I have learned so much there because of, of listening and prayer, right? Really trying this year. I've been saying, what does it take to have him first in my life? And the way to do it was I looked to say, you know, who do I love the most, you know, and want, and how do I treat them, That's you know? Beautiful. and Absolutely. And I started to realize more what unconditional love is. No matter what they do, you still love them and you're still there for them. You know, now, how many people around us love us unconditionally? Yeah. You know, they like to put conditions on things, but God doesn't. He's there. Draw near to him. It's beautiful. Yes. Why not spend more time with him? Yes. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Well, we've got to go to a break. I'm sorry, Nancy. We've got. Oh, bye bye. Thank you. We got Donna is in Elon, North Carolina, but we don't have you yet. 866 348 7884. We're going to get Donna when we come back. But we need you, 866-348-7884. We're going to update you on the Jesus Labor Love. Stay tuned. the Father today, God the Father's Christmas today on the Christian Car Guys show. I got a, a couple of wonderful callers, Donna and Elon and Deborah in Seattle. We're going to get to them in a minute. We got to get you though, 866-348-7884. But I got to give you an update on the Jesus Labor Love this time of year. It's car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And these are a couple that we have that we would really, really ask you to pray for. And I think when you hear them, you'll know why. And so here's the first prayer request. Single mom near Oxford, North Carolina. I'm going through a domestic violence issue, and I'm trying my best to do everything on my own. (laughs) It's kind of scary. I don't have help. I don't have a car to get to and from work. I have six kids, and I have no help. I don't want to have to ask my abuser to keep helping so he can continue to hurt me. We be praying for that single mom up there. Upstate New York, this... It's a single 61-year-old woman on a reduced pension. She's too ill to work, and she doesn't have enough um, to survive daily, according to what she's talking about. She's losing her home and uh, school taxes she can't make, and she's in dire circumstances trying to take care of her car and no transportation. 
Here's a single mom in High Point. Just got this actually this morning. My transmission did something crazy, and now the car won't run, and I have to get my daughter's stuff that's in West Virginia. A family in Greensboro needs a, a car donation. A family of six children and two adults. And then we still have the lady in Lexington, Kentucky. So you can see we've got lots of prayer needs this time of year. This lady in Kentucky is in desperate need of a donated vehicle. Her husband needs a liver transplant, and she has a teenage daughter who also has um, physical illnesses that they really, really desperately need a car. If somebody you know in Lexington, Kentucky, in that area, if you're listening today that might be willing to donate a car, oh, I get emails and texts from this lady in Kentucky almost every day, and I continue to pray with her that God's going to meet this need. And so all of us can pray, and we will be doing that. Um, And I know that's one of the ways that, like Nancy said, that we can honor the Father is go to him because we know he he is going to meet these needs. We got uh, Donna has been holding on forever for me. Donna, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Can you hear me? I hear you great. So tell me what's your thought on how to honor God the Father. Oh, my goodness. Well, I've never called in before. but I truly search for radio stations that talk about God. And I want to talk about honoring the Father, God the Father, today, because I've had a very hard uh, lesson of learning to not have bitterness because I did not have a father that was ever available for me. Um, And his addiction came from being in World War II, and as a child, you don't understand how hard it is in life, and you just realize your needs are not being met, or you you sense things are not right, but you don't really know why, and so my mother did say that when I was born, all I did was laugh. I didn't cry, so I knew from hindsight that God had given me the gift of joy, so when I was in catechism, lessons um, at 13, I kept asking my minister all these deep questions. And today, when you were talking about going into a word in the Bible and really wanting to connect to God's sovereignty in that word, I've been that way all my life. I've always asked questions. I always want to study and understand what is really, you know, does a word mean? And so when you use the Kava today, I thought about how bitterness has been in my heart, and it was, I guess it was from a child's perspective of not having what I needed, but my Heavenly Father has been through everything with me. He's been over fire coals, he's been with me and Shaman Indians studying why they believe the way they do. Uh, he's been with me in San Francisco to learn how this New Age group believe the way they do, how the Catholics believe. I have gone to every religion I could possibly go to to just understand where they are, not to judge, not to do anything, but just understand their belief system. And I'm 67 now. I've gone through a lot, but the Lord has been my father uh, holding my hand and Just this year, I have been so blessed. This is going to be the first Christmas that I think I have let go of bitterness. Really? I have sat on God's lap. I have a beautiful child. 
Uh, my husband also struggles with alcoholism, but the word the lady used before about unconditional love has not been my forte. I, I've been scared as a little girl. I don't trust easily. But the one thing that I want to say today is that God has given me so much joy. And I, I guess people say to me all the time, how do you have so much joy? You know, you're going through this, you're going through that. Uh, you're struggling here, you're struggling there. And I'll say, it's the joy of the Lord. And I thought about that thread that you were talking about with the uh, crimson worm. I feel like today, and I'm in the car driving to see my girlfriends from high school, and I know they invite me because I laugh all the time, and I'm just so happy. And I just had to share with everybody today that no matter what you're going through, our Lord is so, he's in heaven. I feel like he's pulling on this red crimson cord of his son's pain on the earth, and he's saying, don't give up, lean on me, hold me. And I have never said this in person on the on the radio, but you are just so great. You Every time I've ever found you on the radio, you just, you dig deep, you, you have laughter in your voice. And I think people that are sad um, are not able to look for the joy that in the sadness or the people around that's trying to help give you that rope to pull out of bitterness. And I just want to say to everyone today that I work in a, a hospital and I see the microcosm of everything we hear on the political issues of the world right in front of me. And to be a Christian, I have to be very, very careful because it's not politically correct or you may offend no. someone. But I tell you right now, every time I walk in a patient's room or I meet someone, I say, God, throw me down that rope, give me that open door, and he gives it to me every time. Now, I may be fired next week, but the Lord is going to take care of that. And I just wanted to share my joy with you and thank you for what you're doing. Well, <laughs> well, that is just awesome. I mean, you, you, I've got a, a red crimson cord. I'm just holding on to Donovan from here, and that. I mean, that is just wow, wow, wow. And, and I hope we all can grab a hold of that this Christmas. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling in. Well, I'm really, really grateful. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I, I just want to say to you guys. This Christmas, we have been so poor for five years, but God has allowed us to move into a little house that has more than two rooms, and we're not giving each other presents this year. We're sitting in front of our fireplace with our stockings. There you go. (laughs) I hate the show's over, Donna, but that's awesome. I am so grateful for what God is doing in your heart and with the red cord for all of us. So thank you. Thank you all for listening so much today. For Deborah in Seattle, I'm so sorry I didn't get to your call. But remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years, especially this time of year. As we all said, let's spend time with him and grab hold of our red cord.